From the newest developments in realty and construction to the hottest trends in design lifestyle. We bring you the top thought leaders, most trusted brands, and the most exciting projects in the industry. To guide you in acquiring, building, and living in your home, wherever it may be. I'm Jules Cruz. I'm John Aguilar. And I'm Isa Litton. Come home to Realty TV Podcast. Welcome to Realty TV Podcast. This is a spin-off show of Philippine Realty TV or PRTV, the first real estate and construction TV show in the Philippines airing since 2008. PRTV is actually the top of mind television medium for anything related to the real estate and construction industries. And now, we welcome you to its new podcast form. Realty TV Podcast will present more in-depth discussions and even features on everything real estate. Realty TV is also available, by the way, on YouTube and Facebook. So greetings to all of our listeners in the Philippines, Asia, and beyond. I'm Isa Litton. We know that buying a home or making a property investment is a very carefully planned activity over a period of time. However, due to the pandemic, your home investment plans may be impaired by quarantine and limited mobility procedures. So given the COVID crisis, we're here to know the real state of the real estate industry. We're going to talk about resiliency and innovation as well, so do have a listen. Here with us today is the president and CEO of Finma Properties, Pete Felix. The company has been building inspiring homes for more than three decades now. Let's say hi to Pete. Hi, Pete. Hi, Isa. Good afternoon. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you. And also with us is our resource speaker from the field of property law and market. We have attorney Rachel Uy San Juan. She's actually a CPA lawyer, an in-depth expertise in estate planning, tax structuring, tax compliance, and tax litigation, among others. Wow. Hi, attorney Rachel. Hello. Hi, everyone. Coming to us loud and clear, we got Pete and attorney Rachel. Welcome to Realty TV. So let's get started first by getting to know FINMA properties before we talk the big discussion about the real estate of real estate. So how's FINMA? How's FINMA properties doing, Pete? Well, the pandemic brought in a lot more buyers. So on that aspect, um, I would say it's pretty good. However, there's a small downside to it. The small downside is that is that there are also people that have lost their jobs. So people who might have bought from us in the earlier years are having difficulty um, keeping up with their purchases. So we're having to restructure some of the payment schemes. But all in all, I mean, I think there are more buyers now than than pre-pandemic. So it, it's good. It's good for the property industry. And I don't think it's only, I don't think it's unique to us. I think the whole industry is experiencing that. And it's great that FINMA Properties is actually adjusting to help out their buyers, right? So that's great to hear. How about as a company? How are you, uh, FINMA Properties, able to cope with a pandemic? Like with your projects, deadlines, turnovers? A lot of things had to change. Luckily for us, we were already in digital marketing way before the pandemic. We had to... Um, Kind of bring it up, bring it to a better level uh, starting March of last year. So 
unlike others that have to restart, their, that have to start their digital, digital marketing efforts, we didn't have to. We just had to make it better. So we didn't have too much of a lag from the time that the lockdown started happening uh, last March. But uh, there are other things, right? Um, the property business has a lot of customer touch points. So that's a challenge, getting people to go to the office, having to meet um, customers, but at the same time, social distancing from with one another. Um, our construction, as a, mat as a matter of policy, we never let our construction workers sleep on site. They always go home. But because of the pandemic, and it was the only way to get the government to allow us to continue construction, we had to change that policy. We had to put um, other safety measures in place. And even the barracks where, where construction workers stay had to be designed. I mean, from what you- You housed say, them. So we had to. We had yeah, to. You, you housed your construction workers. Nice, Steve. Right. Um, and typically, yeah. these construction workers are all together in, in, in one barracks, right? We have to build it in such a way that in the, they have their own cubicles individually because it was the only way to keep it safe. An outbreak means a total stoppage of the construction site. So, you know, a lot of things have to change, but luckily, we did it all. Wow, congratulations to Finma on that, Pete. And again, taking care of your own. Yes, definitely. So let's talk global now. Okay, let's look at what's happening all over the world. Anybody who would like to share first about current global trends when it comes to real estate? Attorney Rachel? Um, there are actually two factors that will drive economic from this pandemic. So widespread vaccine rollout and easing of lockdown restrictions. So we've seen that in major economies like China and the U.S. So I think globally we're on track to recovery. We've seen the pandemic as a driving force for trends like uh, digitalization and online shopping. So specific to real estate, we've seen the rise of remote working that will inevitably affect um, office space rental so but however i do not believe that there will be a significant or significant long-term effect on office rentals considering that some cities like manila is densely populated that um, the average living space is so small and not suited for um, working work from home arrangements and not to mention our unreliable internet connection so also with low interest rates right now i'm it's uh it's really giving a boost to real estate purchases okay what about residential though you you're yeah so for residential um right now there's also an increase well last year we've seen some increasing foreclosures and faults in amortization payments but um most of the real estate companies are accommodating like um, restructuring their payment terms, waiver of late penalties because of the pandemic. And also because, again, of the low interest rates, actually there are a lot of people who are, though there are a number of foreclosures and defaults, there are new buyers of this property. So there are actually um, really no, uh, if there would be, if that will say that there would be an oversupply, actually there are new buyers of these properties. So there's opportunity. There's definitely yeah. opportunity in this time. How about from your side, Pete? What have you been uh, observing in, cur in current global trends? Globally, you, you see it 
in malls, right? You see it in malls, you see it in commercial spaces, malls and offices. But other than that, um, you know, even even in the U.S. market, home home sales are surging now. There was a slight dip, you know, right at the onset of of the pandemic, but it didn't take long for it to pick up. Uh, it, it's a global phenomenon. It's not it's not particular to to one country. So I think on the global aspect, that's what it is. But uh, now, for instance, in the U.S., the rollout of vaccinations are pretty quick, you know, and then there's this new there's this new thing by the CDC that if you've completed your vaccination, you don't even have to wear masks anymore. The vaccine is proving to be more effective than originally thought. So the economy is bouncing back. It's bouncing back rather fast considering the vaccine rollouts. In Europe, they're a little bit lagging on vaccine rollouts, so maybe it's not as quick. But I think suffice to say, the common factor is that where the vaccine rollout is quick, the economy is recovering quicker. And so far, studies are showing, or numbers are showing, where the vaccine has been rolled out well and fast, the economies are bouncing back well as well. Right. So don't don't quote me in saying that uh, here in the Philippines, uh, one year later, we still don't have any other strategy than a lockdown. I was about to bring it home, but yeah, thank you for mentioning it then. Uh, let's not talk vaccines here in the country, though. Now let's talk real estate. Uh, I think it's, an, you know, I've been hearing it over and over. I've had the pleasure of uh, interviewing a lot of people when it comes to real estate uh, businesses. So the current state of real estate in the Philippines, it seems to be an opportune time. What's your thoughts on that? Being in the Philippines. Very much so. Um, I agree with Attorney Rachel. Uh, there's such a huge backlog in housing that, you know, whatever foreclosures you have are, are going to be absorbed. Now, first of all, developers cannot even produce enough to satisfy the demand. So it's not like, it's not like the threat of an oversupply is there. Add to that all the construction delays last year, plus the postponement of project launches, of, uh, from last year to this year and maybe and maybe towards the end of the year pa. So you put all of that together, it's creating more of a mismatch between supply and demand. Um, some weeks ago, I was talking to, I was addressing a group of, of Filipinos globally. And I also kind of drove the message that it's an opportune time to buy. While interest rates are low, while developers are striking deals, Dubai. It's not the thought of prices coming down in the near future that, that's wrongly placed. It's not going to happen. If you miss this period, you might not be able to come, to come in at this price anymore. Ooh, good tip. How about you, Attorney Rachel? I would assume you're busier than ever when it comes to you know, real estate purchases as well, helping people out. What, what's yeah. your side, Attorney? Yes, for residential properties, definitely there's an uptick in sales. And um, of course, developers are um, very aggressive right now in um, their marketing and making their deals more attractive to, um, to their clients. Um, but more interesting is that, especially for premium real estate markets and in the secondary markets, um, you will note that the prices are pre-COVID prices. 
um, did the prices uh, are not affected by the pandemic. And there are actually buyers of this property. So the pandemic seems do not um, they, they did not negatively affect the real estate market. Um, in fact, you'll see in the papers that our GDP uh, is forecasted to grow um, between 4 to 5% this year. So our economy will rebound soon. Very soon, I should hope. But yes. uh, okay, if you're saying prices retained at pre-COVID rates, I would have thought prices actually went down to make it friendlier. Right? Yeah. Perception, but for premium markets, it didn't. Um, it didn't it just maintain because the owners of these properties are still liquid. They're still cash rich. I mean, they're not really significantly affected by the pandemic. So they are liquidating their assets not because they need cash, but maybe for some other reason. So they're not um, really eager or willing to reduce their prices just because of the pandemic. And surprisingly, um, there are still buyers. So meaning there are still people who are liquid enough and willing enough to go into real estate market, even though for pre-COVID prices. Ooh, how, how's FINMA properties doing with this one, Pete? Especially after hearing what attorney Rachel just said. Did you lower some of your prices or, you know? No, we did not. Okay, we did not so lower prices um you know just just to take off from where uh attorney Rachel left off it, it, it's a combination of a couple of things right so you have people or i'm going to specifically talk this time of the affordable market you have people needing homes they were in dormitories previously or they were home sharing but now the need to be safe the need to be isolated you know there's a need for homes, and then the same people are not spending on traveling. They're not buying as much clothes, as much shoes uh, as they used to. And there's only so much you can buy in Shopee and Lazada of the same thing, right? Oh, wanna bet? <laughs> wanna bet? <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, back to you, Pete. <laughs> so so I, I think a lot of that money is being channeled to the home market now. If we talk about the premium market, the premier market where you know people do have money, like attorney Rachel said, property becomes a viable investment. You don't, with the interest rates this low, you don't want to put it in the money markets. What are you getting? Your inflation is just eating up any interest that the money markets are paying you. Stock market is very volatile. Foreign exchange, well, the Philip, the, the peso is appreciating against the dollar, uh, against a lot of foreign currencies because a lot of central banks abroad are combating this the economic crisis by just printing and printing money. So you want to keep the value of your money or you want it to grow to appreciate at a better pace, property is it. Okay, let's talk resiliency then. So moving on to the, to the fact that th those, that's actually great news. Again, if you're liquid, rates were maintained, not necessarily lowered. Resiliency-wise then, would you think there was a coping period for real estate? Because hearing from both of you, there was just a boom then since the pandemic happened. Or the resiliency comes in because of the measures you had to put in place to keep going. So sorry, back to you, Attorney Rachel. Yeah. 
Um, actually, last year, of course, um, when we had our lockdown last March, I think everybody really adjusted. I mean, re everybody got affected. Um, there were challenges, for sure. Yeah, there were challenges. So, but for the real estate market, um, fortunately for the developers, they're quick to adjust. You'll see most of, as to marketing, you'll see a lot of real estate companies have heavily adopted online or digital marketing, promoting their products. Real estate companies also um, um, hand in hand with their clients in, for example, for those defaulting payments on how to restructure their payment scheme, maybe waive some of the penalties. So our real estate market have been very quick to adopt and um, has been flexible on what can um, be, be done to improve the market or rebound from this crisis. And this is already something Pete actually proudly mentioned earlier that, you know, at the start of all this, even before the pandemic happened, marketing online were already in place. Uh, later on, adjusting to housing their own workers, construction workers. Uh, so for Pete, I guess I just want to ask this one instead, instead of asking about resiliency, because Finma Properties has proven it. You've been around and you have been resilient. How are you conducting business strategies then? I mean, let's not talk during pandemic anymore. It's really from now moving forward. Now meaning the time of the vaccines. Now meaning the time of global economies bouncing back. What's your business strategy from here on? Accelerate, accelerate all our developments now. Now we foresee that as the, back, as the Philippines gets vaccinated more and more, you know, the stronger our bounce back will be just like all the other countries in the world that have strong vaccination programs, right? Having said that, the pandemic is now a reality. It's going to be in the mindset of people for years to come. You know? Yeah, just because you're vaccinated now doesn't mean your children won't be. It's a reality we're simply going to have to live with, not just for one to two years. It's really, I think, 10 years, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know what they, they say about that the formative years of, of kids are seven to, seven to 14 years old. Can you, can you imagine in this country how many, how many young people we have? Majority of our population are young. Yeah, correct. Below 23 or something, right? So this, this pandemic is all in their minds. So for generations to come, it, it, it will be there as they become 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 4-year-olds. So looking forward, developments have to keep this in mind. You know, you have to design products in such a way that if a pandemic does happen, they have refuge from it. They have the conveniences of getting their basic necessities. They have the convenience of self-isolating. So uh, that's, the way, that's the way things are going to move forward. I like how you put that. So uh, again, to accelerate, right? Uh, and I think with attorney Rachel nodding, she's like, yeah, she agrees with you. So still on the developer side, what other necessary adjustments do you project or are you probably doing now under FINMA Properties to be able to uh, execute this accelerate strategy? What do you think needs to be made? To need, what else needs to be done? As an example, there were projects that we were supposed to launch last year. We postponed it to this year. But apart from just postponing it because of the uncertainty of the economy, where possible, redesign the project already. You know, put Especially in since it's not up 
better to redesign pre before instead of while it's going on, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Improve the connectivity services. Being able to put isolation areas. And then, of course, the digital, digitalization process is still there. Now, we've done it a long time ago in marketing. We improved it last year. We're continuously going to improve that. We have uh, digital payment channels. Now we're looking at a digital property management app so that even within our communities, we can manage things, collect condo juice, uh, give announcements, everything digitally, right? So that's kind of like the way we have to move forward. It's already a must. There you go. That's innovation during crisis. And again, you're at a sweet spot that the delay of certain launches worked for you because now you're able to redesign, readdress, reimagine what a future generation would be looking at and needing because of the lessons learned the previous year and at this time. So again, opportunity in crisis and definitely installing innovation. I, I heard so many from the app to redesigning spaces. It's all innovation. You have to be on that bandwagon. Correct. Agree. Anything else out of the box? I wonder from attorney Rachel's side. I mean, is this all new to you, what you're hearing from Pete? Or do you see some sort of trend, others doing it as well? Actually, there are already apps um, and websites who, who does the property management um, system uh, online. So typically, when you pay your association dues or you want something fixed in your condo, you go to your property admin office, right? But because of the digitalization of the property management um, system, you just have to have your phone and pay. You can pay there your, your dues. Your you can, phone is life. Everything's yeah, there. You can make a complaint there about your neighbor. So it's, it's really, there's already an app existing right now, actually, in the market. Okay, let's go. Then let's really, you know, hit our market, customers and buyers. So the new normal then, uh, of course, when it comes to purchasing homes, uh, there's a need, there's a demand. That one was very, very clear from Pete, especially here in the Philippines. Kulang pa, right? But now in this new normal, when it comes to investing in real estate, that's a different topic. Investing in real estate. What are the processes now, Attorney Rachel? And some cases maybe that you can share with us to, to guide us. What's happening? Okay. So if you're a real estate investor, part of the investment process is the due diligence, payment of taxes arising from your purchase and transfer of title. So if you're buying from a developer, these issues are um, most likely be taken care of by the, by the real estate developer. So um, if you're buying for, from FINMA, you won't worry about paying the taxes like capital gains tax or documentary stamp tax. It's part of the value-added service provided by the real estate um, companies. But if Is you're that buying, true? Sorry, Pete, I, I would, I'd like a nod of uh, approval. Correct? Is that correct? Pete? Very true. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Ayan. So if you buy for FINMA, you don't have to think of all of those. Covered na yon. Yeah, okay. that's so part of the value-added service provided by um, real estate companies. But if you're buying from the secondary market, if you're buying directly from an individual, um, it's part of the investment process to do the due diligence, payment of taxes, and to process the transfer of title. Unfortunately, 80 to 90% of this process involved the government. Unfortunately, also, 
um, the government is a bit slow in adopting to the new normal or have adopted the digitalization. So Yeah, like online payments, kailangan yes. mo pa rin sumila. You still need to go to some sort of office, line up, yes, make a schedule. Correct. Good yes. luck if you actually get a schedule. <laughs> yes. So though some cities, some local governments already um, allow the requesting of documents through online or email, but um, sometimes you still really have to go to the government office to get to pick up some documents to pay your taxes etc um, one instance is in the register of deeds um, we have to of course when you transfer uh, when you process the transfer of title you need to pay the registration fees and be, before you pay the registration fees you need to to have the assessment form from the register of deeds so my staff have to line up as early as 4 a.m. just to get it for a client. Why? Because of the backlog um, that piled up because of the lockdowns and uh, Delays. the yep. peloton but, workforce. Yep. Then the limited numbers of transactions that they can process in a day. Though I, I assume for the private sector, they have already adopted the e-signature, but for government offices, sometimes the signatory should physically sign the documents and the signatories are working from home so it causes delay in the transactions um, of course the delay uh, increases the cost of processing these transactions um, but even though there's a delay we can still close and complete transactions so that that's the good thing about it it's really not a complete stop you just they're just more delay and you just have to be more patient okay thank you for the reality check on that <laughs> attorney but adjustments okay speaking of adjustments uh train law that was a big deal uh at the start of 2020 right this new train law so adjustments regarding that and even uh imposed VAT exemptions right when it comes to real estate transactions maybe this can there can be good news there for our listeners yeah yeah there are actually some um, positive uh, impact of the train and create law. Train law was passed in 2018. Create is recently. Um, there's an increase in VAT exemption on lease of um, residential property. So from 12,800 to 15,000. So this will benefit the workforce, especially those from the provinces who will rent space here in the metropolitan area. So, so this is good news for renters. If you want renters, to rent a property. Okay. Yes, because no, it will lower the cost of rent. But if you were the owner of that unit, though, it's, it's, still, it's, it's also still good for them a, as well. Yeah. So it's yes, a win-win situation. Yes, yes, it's a win-win situation. So another po positive um, tax reform is the lowering of the estate tax, the high of five to twenty percent graduated rate to six percent flat rate. So why is it? Um, uh, a positive um yeah that's uh, big 25 yes. to 6% uh, lowering yeah yeah because there are a lot of real estate properties that are tied up with real estate with estate tax issues um especially in the provinces you will encounter huge chunk of land that are still registered to to their lolo or deceased parents that um because of those issues um they do not um these properties do not um reach their potential or income potential they they fail to develop the property 
um, they fail to maximize the use of the properties because of these issues. So because of the lowering of the estate tax and also because of the estate tax amnesty law, there are a lot of heirs could now settle their estate, distribute their properties, maybe also liquidate and sell their properties at a higher price because you have lower costs, transaction costs, because of the lower taxes. So that's a, that's a, that's a very good thing for um, taxpayers and property owners. Ooh, with this talk from attorney Rachel, uh, Pete, because you're in the part that you're, you know, you're from the side that I'm developing for the future, right? You're not talking about minana kay lolo, kay lola. But are there some FINMA properties? Because FINMA has been around for 30 years, right? So are you, are you involved with existing property owners in helping maybe this particular scenario that attorney just uh, mentioned? Well, we, we, we deal with it on a case-to-case -case basis depending on, you know, um, our need for properties, right? When we acquire properties and we have such situations, then we do help the property owners who were buying from or who are our joint venture partners hurdle certain tax issues so that we can acquire the property and make it productive. There you go. So again, uh, I, I think for it, this definitely this part would train, create laws. Uh, give us a gist, uh, Attorney Rachel, that is it really a good thing? I mean, I remember the debates here. I remember seeing it in the news. There were just so many people clamoring. Parang luge. There, there are so many things they didn't understand. But when it comes to real estate, the train and create laws are a good thing? Generally, it's a good thing. Um, because of the first for the rent, um, as I've discussed, it's an increase of VAT exemption cap, the lowering of the estate tax um, rate. Uh, maybe one of the negative uh, side of it is because um, actually create law increase first the VAT exemption on the sale of house and lot to 4M, 4 million. However, it was vetoed by um, President Duterte. So currently, the only sale of houses lot with the price of 2 million and below is VAT exempt. So I think that's the only negative impact of, um, of CREATE or actually vetoing of a provision in CREATE law because um, the increase of the VAT exemption for sales of house and lot will actually um, provide relief to low-income buyers of real properties. And that's actually, wait, that's the market of FINMA, affordable. No, yes. not quite, Pete? Yes, it is. It is. So for us, that really was a disruptor. Mm -mm. The CREATE bill was supposed to be at 4.2 million, but vetoed, as attorney Rachel said. So it's now down to 2 million, consumer price index adjusted to 2.599 million. But, you know, the lower the VAT ceiling is at 2 million, actually our margins go up as developers. If we're not able to charge VAT and pass it on to the buyer, um, we actually have a higher margin because of our of what we call an unrecoverable input tax in our cost of goods. So our margins will actually go up by 4%. But still, developers are opposing it. It's not because our margins will go up. It's because buyers will have to shell out 12% more. And therefore, it's going to be harder for them to afford it. That's really the main issue. Um, I, think, I think the perspective was wrong in, in thinking that 
in thinking that uh, oh, these developers don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. We actually make more margin. And the pressure became the buyers because you exactly. know the increase. Yeah. Right, right, right. Ah, for pointing that out, huh? So that's that. That's the main issue about about the lowering of the bat exemption ceiling. Okay, but again, uh, th this is best uh, taken up in another uh, webinar, I should think. Let's go back to the real estate scenario then. So there's no doubt technology is playing a major role in the property sector ecosystem. We talked about that at the start of our discussion. However, it's not in cities now that the demand, right? The demand's not in cities anymore. In fact, I've heard this rural concept. Rural, not urban. Projects outside Metro Manila are getting more interests and inquiries at this time. Correct? Sure. Pete, how are you doing? You're also going out of Metro Manila, your projects. Um, luckily, luckily for us, the pandemic served, served our, our direction that we took early 2018. We wanted to take advantage of build, build, build. So we said, you know what? Let's limit our projects in Metro Manila. Let's go to the regions. The pandemic kind of like gave a seal of approval to our plan. Decongest, decongest Manila, De decongest NCR. Right, exactly. Okay, how about from you, Attorney Rachel? I, do, do you see this urban <laughs> uh, demand happening? Yes, actually, um, there are a lot of people considering moving back to the provinces. Um, and um, there are actually um, several developers who are catering to those demands. That is one type of urbanization. Even though within Metro Manila condominium units or properties within Metro Manila, there have been rise... Um, um, rise of um, community gardens or back gardens. So there's these are things that interesting or increasing uh, interest in our in our um, market and something that um, developers are actually considering in redesigning their projects. And definitely more uh, realistic in rural areas, nga, diba? I mean, come on, if a city's already there, what are you going to do? Break the concrete? Right, <laughs> though that's you know it's a possibility, but a more expensive one. But uh, attorney, before I move on to my next question, is there a difference in buying property in cities versus in more rural or urban areas? The process is the, is the same, but what about the you know processing period? Okay, the process is the same. The tax are the same for as long as the kind of property that you're buying is the same. But um, with experience, um, because of the high cases of COVID um, cases cases here in Metro Manila, there's really more delay in processing here in Metro Manila compared to the provinces. Oh wait, wait, wait! I was expecting you to answer the opposite. Now it's slower when you buy in rural or urban areas, but no, it's slower here in cities. Yes, um, first because of the volume also. There are okay. more transactions here, so the volume of transactions. Second, we're hit, we're really badly hit by COVID, so there are less cases of COVID in, in the provinces. Our offices in Metro Manila are very susceptible to sporadic lock lockdown. So if just one employee got got COVID, it will be total lockdown for a week or several days. So it will be a delay. Um, in the provinces, um, because they they have less cases, there. Less instances of office lockdowns. 
So it's really quicker to process in the in the provinces. Oh, that's something to think about. Mm -hmm. uh, more than a year now in the pandemic, uh, there's been, you know, being stuck at home. And like you said, there's liquid. You're not spending so much on, on clothes or on travel. So you do most, especially if, you, if you're lucky enough to keep a job. Okay, let's qualify all those things. If you're lucky enough to still have a job, you know, money is coming in and that money going out, opportunity is there. So I could like to think, it's, it's like thinking there's this pent-up, you know, energy and source of resources. So do you think revenge shopping, you know, it's like for 2021 onwards will make it an exciting year for real estate? Because again, if you are lucky enough to have kept your job, an income is coming in, where are you going to put that money? Are, are you anticipating that? for the rest of 2021 and the year to come? Pete? Well, I hope so. Um, you know, all of these savings is benefiting the real estate industry directly, okay? But the economy bouncing back, restaurants reopening, shops reopening, people, more people getting employed because this restaurant has reopened its 20 branches instead of scale, instead of its scale down two branches. All of that creates economic activity, makes people earn more. When they earn more, property indirectly benefits from that. Attorney, how about you? Yes. Uh, this pent-up, an idea of a pent-up demand. So everyone will look towards revenge shopping for real estate 2021. Yeah, actually it's expected that, you know, there are personal savings accrued over the past year because of less travel, less um, gastos on non-essential items like clothes, bags, etc. Especially for those coming from high-income high families or individuals. So this personal savings, this accrued personal savings will hopefully be freed up this, this year. And um, some of this um, freed up savings would um, trickle also to will benefit real estate. Because why? Real estate is a good investment. If you're an investor, real estate is an essential investment component of your portfolio. Why? It has a return. Second, it has inflation hedge. I mean, if you put your money in the bank, as Pete said, the inflation will just eat up whatever interest you get from your money placement or your savings. Or, right? So uh, real estate is an essential component of your portfolio. Question though, lessons learned from last year. You were saying like with, with Pete, that's why they had to, uh, Finma Properties had to uh, be friendlier with buyers, you know, with W's especially, they, they you know, with, with the money they're earning abroad, they were able to buy and purchase at the onset. But then when it came to maintaining payments, the lesson was learned there that wait, because a lot of people lost their jobs. So you think that will happen again now with this pent-up demand and, you know, opportunity to just go for it? You know, if our economy continues to improve, I don't think so. I think it will be up and up. Now, uh, if, things get, if things get worse, if a new variant from the North Pole arrives... How many variants do we have? About eight? <laughs> right? It's a different story. But other than that, I think it's up and up. How about you, Attorney Rachel? Uh, again, just a lesson learned from what you actually brought up at the start of the discussion. Uh, how some payments had to be stalled, you know, could, could, not, could not be met 
because now we're saying yes for 2021 real estate is the way to go so people will be you know buyers would probably go for it like yes you're right you're right but then how do you sustain so let's be smart about it um actually um the forecast um in the economy is very positive um a lot are uh, optimistic that we'll bounce back. And actually, we're right now in the real estate market, we're already feeling it. There's really an increase in the demand. Um, if there was a dip before, there was a dip, but we're already picking up the sales. For those with um, excess savings, we're, we're talking about people with that have excess savings. I mean, if you're just putting your money in the, in the bank, it's really better to put it in a real estate, right? especially if the market seems to be improving and on the way to, to really bounce back. If you have excess money to put it in real estate. Okay, Pete, Attorney Rachel, let's think before I ask my last question, which is, you know, final advice for buyers. Before I ask that, uh, I want us to talk about this worst case scenario. I know we have been so opportune. We are encouraging and we are showing that our country is doing well. There is opportunity in real estate. Uh, but before we leave them with just, you know, with, with just that, let's have that disclaimer. Worst case scenario. Pete, for you, you mentioned it. Kasi. What do you think would be worse than what we already went through? Another lockdown that would stifle the economy. Ooh, okay. So that, that's really what we cannot happen yes. as much as possible or, or or let's put it this way there could be surges again second wave third wave you know like like in other countries but there has to be more of a science to how we lock down we we, we cannot arbitrarily say lockdown the zone yeah and then just wait for it to pass right exactly, yeah right? i mean where are the concentrations of of these cases we can do localized Lockdowns. We don't have to lock down an in the entire island of Luzon. Region. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Pete. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. How about you, Attorney Rachel? Worst. Let's talk worst case scenarios. It's also again another lockdown that it's very difficult to bounce back. Um, but um, I think if there would be another lockdown, we're more capable to survive it or to 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 rise above it. Why? We've We've been there because we survived exactly because we already have learned. It's not like we're clamoring for oh no, what are we gonna do now? Yes, um, here we go again. Yes, but I'm hoping that lockdowns will not be a primary or the number one solution to this pandemic. I mean, we cannot just lock down everything, you know. Um, and we need the economy to get going right now. So um, keep it on the up and up. <laughs> yeah, so that's another lockdown. But I'm optimistic that if we have another lockdown, we're in a better position to recover from that. Let's hope we'll get that science behind it, as uh, Pete said. I like that term. You know, cannot just be arbitrary. There should be uh, a science so that a system can be put in place already. Uh, maybe a national tracing app would help. Uh, but anyway, that's me. <laughs> Okay, so wrapping up again for our major topic, we talked about innovation, we talked about resiliency. Have faith that Philippine real estate has have that. The real estate economy here in the Philippines have shown 
those two that they are, they have innov innovated already and they have been resilient so the real state of real estate how would you like to advise buyers to continue this 2021 and the year beyond shall i start with pete please for buyers i'm going to use our tagline last year do yourself a, pay a favor don't put home ownership on hold get the rates that you have today get Prices might not have come down, but payment terms might have improved. So take, advan take advantage of all of that, you know, because once, once you have, and perhaps now, maybe there's two or three people fighting for the same unit, whereas once things pick up, it might be back to six or seven people fighting for the same unit. Interest rates will start going up because of inflation. Do it now. Do yourself a favor opportune time attorney rachel how about from you so as a consumer and investor there's no better way to support the economic recovery than spending your money in the philippines and supporting the local market so um if you can and if you plan to invest consider consider buying a real property in the philippines no so it's well because it will um spur up spending in the in the in the in the market it will improve our e economy so if you have spare cash buy now buy local <laughs> buy here in the philippines <laughs> thank you very much for that attorney rachel and speaking of buying pete we want to share with us some of the finma projects that are in the works so uh, wh where are we besides uh here in ncr i know you're in davao i i know you're also in, in dorms in cebu what would you like to share with us, Pete, for FINMA? Definitely. Um, we do have one project. Uh, I think it's in its last two buildings in Davao. E even Davao has been doing fantastic. No dip in prices. Um, last February, and I don't think we've ever done this since we started that project in late, early 2015. We sold one entire building last February. Yep. So congratulations, an entire building, ah. Yes. So if you're from Davao, go to our Davao project. Red to place Davao. Cebu, we do have it. Uh, we do have our uni place at SWU Village in Cebu. It's right next to Southwestern University. It's actually within the Southwestern University uh, area. So that started. We're going to finish our first building probably by this year, December this year. So if you know, do take a look at it because um, what this we're stretching payment terms now. We didn't do anything with price, but at least our payment terms are more affordable. And then we did launch uh, recently, last January, our Metro Town project in uh, Las Piñas. So that's 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 about our only condo project now here in the NCR. At least new project. We're still finishing two others, but new ones. That's our only project in the NCR, but that you're going to like. It is a transport hub. And despite the fact that it is a condo, it's already master planned for a pandemic world. We were able to introduce all those design enhancements to it before we launched it. Redesigned and improved, definitely. Uh, for more questions, just in case, where can they go? Finma social media accounts, website maybe? Yes. FINMA Properties Official, both on Facebook and Instagram, and also our FINMA Properties website, finmaproperties.com. 
Thank you very much, Mr. Pete Felix. How about Attorney Rachel? Uh, this is a for your services. Uh, you know, maybe do you give uh, advice, uh, consultation? How can we reach you? They can go to our website. It's www.ruslaw.com.ph or email us directly at attorneys at ruslaw.com.ph. Thank you very, very much. That again is Pete Felix and attorney Rachel Uy San Juan. I certainly hope you got a lot out of our discussion today when it comes to the real state of real estate. And we really went across the spectrum. We went from a global point of view to really pointing out both the plus side and yes, worst case scenario sides and the reality of what's happening here in the Philippines. But without a doubt, as it was all pretty much spelled out for us, thanks to our two guests, Pete and Attorney Rachel, don't waste this opportunity, right? Take a look out there at the offerings. Uh, you never know. It's something you can do for yourself or for your family. So if you'd like also to know more about our other podcasts, check out Realty TV podcast social media accounts. We have our website, philippinerealtytv.com. You can also find us on Facebook. That's Philippine Realty TV. On Instagram, we are at philrealtytv. Please do subscribe to Philippine Realty TV and Realty TV podcasts in our YouTube channels. My name is Isa Liton. Again, thank you for joining us. Pete Felix from Finma Properties and attorney Rachel Uy San Juan. Do stay tuned for more episodes of Realty TV podcasts. Thank you, Isa. Thank you, attorney thank you. Rachel. Thank you all.